Welcome to The Taranique Show, a show where we talk about hair, love, faith, and business. I'm your host, Taranique Pennerman. Thank you for tuning in for the second episode of The Taranique Show. Our topic today is how to start a brand or a business with zero dollars. If you wait until you have money to start a business, you'll never start. If you wait until you're ready to do anything, you'll never do it. Think about it like people that have children. Like if you wait until you're ready to have kids, you'll probably never do it. No one's ever ready to be up at 3 a.m. with a newborn crying their eyes out. Like, let's be serious. So the same thing applies to a business. If you wait until everything is perfect or everything is lined up perfectly, you'll never start. A lot of people that start successful businesses were forced into starting a business. They didn't have a choice because it was a matter of sleeping on the street or having a roof over their head. When I started my business, um, Curly Bell, I knew that if I didn't work on my dream right then and now, that I would never do it. So there are several ways to start a business and you don't particularly have to wait until you're, say, unemployed to start a business. You can start a business while you're employed, right? Um, I forget the term that they call. I think they call it not entrepreneur, but entrepreneur. I'm not 100% sure. So don't hold me to that. So if you say, you, if you know you want to start a business and you don't have the funds to do it, Don't wait until you think you're more financially stable to start the business, but take little steps each day to reach your goal. For example, say you're a, you know, you work full time, you're working a nine to five and you have an idea to start um, a t-shirt business. Well, my advice to you would be the first thing is to come up with a name right so whatever industry you're in i would go to the bookstore you can go to the bookstore for free and look for that industry bookstores are usually categorized by different topics or industries so go to the bookstore a barnes and noble and you find an industry um the industry that your business would be under and go in and look through the books that they have there. You can do that for absolutely no cost at all. Look for key terms that you keep seeing across different books. Like if it's a, um, like a t-shirt company, if you keep seeing like graphics, graphica, you know, mix different words to come up with an interesting name that will stand the test of time in your industry. So, for example, what I would do is go to the bookstore, but also look through magazines, look through online articles, just for keywords that stand out in that 
specific industry and write them down. Once you have your keywords written down, play with the words and see what makes sense. See what makes sense and what would trigger, for example, your industry in that keyword. When I started Curly Bell, how I came up with the name was I was on um, a vacation in Rome, Italy. And if you listen to uh, my podcast, uh, my first episode, I talked about how I wore curly weave because I transitioned. I didn't big chop. So I didn't chop up all my hair, but I transitioned slowly from relaxed to natural. So I would wear long curly weave that would blend in with my natural and my straight hair. So on my vacation to Rome, um, when I would go to the different coffee shops or just hang out, the guys would say, Bella, Bella, Bella. And they would say, curly, you know, I like your curly hair, but Bella means beautiful, right? Um, in Italian. So I kept hearing that word. So when I got back to the US, I started to think of names for my business. Um, Bella means beautiful. So I wrote down the word Bella. My products cater to naturally curly hair. So I then wrote down the word curly. So I put those two words together and I said, curly Bella, right? So for me, I like the name Curly Bella, but it didn't kind of ring a bell, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, so I wrote down Curly Bell. So after I wrote down the word Curly Bell, I said, okay, we need to put a little spin on it. I don't want to use the exact spelling of the word Curly. So I changed it around with a K. So Curly, K-U-R-L-E-E -E is the pronunciation of the word curly, C-U-R-L-Y, right? So curly was the first part of the name. And then I wanted to use bell, Bella. So I didn't like how curly Bella sound together. So I changed it to curly bell. And that's how I came up with the name. So this name Curly Bell can stand the test of time because it incorporates the word curly, but it's spelled differently than the word curly. It incorporates the word curly, so it makes you think about curly hair, right? And then Bell is a feminine name, and it's, you know, the root of it is feminine, so you would think about a curly girl. So when you hear the, the name Curly Bell, you would think it's something to do with women and it's something to do with curly. And when you think of curly, you think of curly hair. So you want to play with words and use words to come to a final name that will stand the test of time in your industry and that will not separate out a group of people right? Our products are made for women who have curly hair, but men can also use it. And we find that in research, 
men would usually use whatever products that their wife, their sisters, their moms have in the bathroom. So men don't discriminate when it comes to hair care. But our hair care, the name of it is tailored to women with curly hair. And men will who have curly hair will just use it anyway, right? So you want to find a name that doesn't segment out a particular group of people, but then you also have to understand your target, right? So coming up with a name that fits your industry, that is a standalone name that is memorable, that a client a potential client will remember and will connect the dots and say, okay, this is this is for women, or this is for hair, or this is graphics, like the name Graphica, that says, okay, this is either, they're either doing graphics or they're either doing something with images, something with artistry, something with creativity. So it's staying in your industry and putting a little spin or a little twist on it that it will, a name that will stand the test of time. You wanna stay away from names that are slang. So fleek, like fleek hair or fleek sneakers. You don't want to use um, slang because slang, um, you know, gets outdated. Like the bomb, we used to say the bomb a very long time ago um, when I was growing up. Right now, um, people are not saying the bomb anymore. Or older people who are not <laughs> hip with uh, slang is using the bomb. Um, I think a popular term now is gatekeep. Like, don't gatekeep, meaning if you you know about a good restaurant or if you know about a good hair product or if you know about anything that's really good, you don't keep it to yourself, meaning you don't gatekeep, you share that information. So you don't wanna use names that would have like gatekeeping sneakers or gatekeeping cups or, you know what I mean. You don't wanna use slang, but you wanna use something that will stand the test of time. And that's why I encourage you when you're looking for a name for your brand, for your business, for your product, to do the research about your industry, read books that are relevant to your industry, pick up magazines that are relevant to your industry and look for certain keywords that they use over and over and over again, that if the word is used, people will identify that word with a specific industry and that's how you stand the test of time, right? So you can use your brain power and your time to come up with a name for zero dollars. You don't have to pay someone to come up with a name for you. You can do this stuff in your spare time. Instead of scrolling on Instagram, you know, take some time out to write down a list of keywords and play with those words until they make sense. And then you can use your friends or your family as a springboard um, for, hey, what do you think about this name? But when you find the name for your brand or your business, you will know. It will be a feeling 
that, okay, this is it. This is the name. So then after you've gotten the name, the second thing you want to do is come up with a logo. And I know you're saying, okay, I'm not a graphic artist. I cannot come up with a logo for $0. But what you can do is you cannot buy that Starbucks cup of coffee that costs $5 and use that same $5 to invest in a logo. You can go to sites like Fiverr or Upwork and you can find a graphic artist to design a logo for you for $5, like literally $5. You may say, oh, that is just too cheap. Who wants a $5 logo? Well, my logo, Curly Bell, which I've had, I uh, that logo was created in 2008. And I kid you not, I believe that I spent less than $20 for that logo. And it has stand the test of time. It is a very strong logo. People on uh, platforms like Fiverr and Upwork, they are very talented people. And they do this thing, they do these things for a living, right? They do these things because they're creative, they're talented, and they're just trying to make income, right? So you can find a very good artist on any of these websites, or you can even type in Google free logo. There are actually sites that make free logos, and the logos look good. You can get a free logo, play around with the colors, play around with the look, and then once you have that logo, you can then go to Fiverr or go to Upwork with that logo and ask, want, and find a graphic artist to change the logo up a bit and tailor it if you don't wanna use a free logo. You can find a $5, graphic artists to create the logo that you've made for free and just make it like um, tailored to you, specific to you. So it's not a lot. It, it doesn't take a lot of resources to come up with your brand, your name, your brand name, or your logo. It just takes your time and your energy. Get rid of the thought that you have to pay thousands of dollars for something to be good or to be of value or quality or make sense. You do not have to. Get out of that mindset. You can find cheaper ways to create something great. And it just takes your time and your effort and your, your energy. So after you've gotten your name and you've gotten your logo, what you want to do is you want to go to all social media platforms and secure your name. So this is before you start promoting your name, right? You don't promote it. <laughs> after you got your name and your logo, Go to all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and secure your brand business name. That is one of the most important things you can do. 
that is all the cost of that is zero dollars it is free so so far we have gotten our name we've gotten our logo and we have secured all of our social media platforms for five the cost total cost right now five dollars the logo is what costs you five dollars why you want to secure all of your your all the social media platforms is because once you build your site and your brand is out there you don't want people going to say if your site was named um anna's bagels you don't want people going into instagram and they have to to type in bagels by anna you want everything to be uniform across all platforms Anna's Bagel on Facebook, Anna's Bagels on YouTube, Anna's Bagels on TikTok, Anna's Bagels on Instagram. It needs to be uniform, right? After you've done that, you want to secure your domain name or you can secure your domain name before you secure your social media um, handles, right? So you go to GoDaddy, you type in Anna's bagels or bagels by Anna's, right? Whichever is available, if bagels by Anna's is available and you like that or Anna's bagels, whichever you like, you find that website or you can buy both web websites, well, domain names. You find that domain name, you secure it. You can secure a domain name on GoDaddy for $9.99. I think the lowest price is $9.99 for one year. Come on, guys. That's two cups of Starbucks. You're not going to have Starbucks Monday, and Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because you need this $15 to secure your domain name and your logo. Okay? That's $15. So after you secured your domain name, your Instagram, and your social media handles, sorry, your logo and your name you've spent what what are we up to now fifteen dollars like that's that's nothing you know you spend fifteen dollars by just blinking you it's it's under twenty dollars so here we've saved so much money <sighs> i mean even i'm like even i'm like okay this is this is like child's work right you don't have to have $1,000 in your bank account to start a business. All you need is your time and effort. After you've secured your domain name, your social media handles, your logo, you wanna start uploading your logos, You know, creating your uh, profile images for each social media um, handle, you wanna start uploading those, right? You can do that simply. There are free softwares out there that can help you create, um, design your profile pictures, um, crop them and put them up on each social media platform and put your names, make, your, make sure your names are uniform across each platform. So now your social media is set up your, your name is already, you know, you've already established your name. You've already ha you already have your logo. You already have your domain name for your website. 
after you've done that, you want to go to your state's um, page, to your, your local state's business page where you will apply for your articles of incorporation. If you are going to start an LLC or corporation or sole proprietorship, you decide which one you want and you can do that. Um, you don't need to hire a lawyer to do these things. Get out of the mindset of, okay, I have to do everything perfect. I have to hire a lawyer. Once you can read and comprehend, you can get it done. The forms that are on the website to fill out your articles of incorporation are super easy. You just need to be able to understand basic English. What is the name of your business? You know the name of your business. What is your name? You know your name. What is your address? You know your address, right? Do you want to do you want to start a limited liability company or a sole proprietorship? You can decide which entity you would like your business to fall under by doing a simple Google search. What are the benefits of a limited liability company in Texas, Arizona, um, Florida, right? Just do a simple search, absolutely free. You don't need to consult a lawyer to do all of this. Okay, the benefits of a limited liability company you you won't be personally liable um, if anything goes wrong with the business. Okay, that's that seems like that fits the description that you know I'm looking for. So, Bagels by Anna, LLC, limited liability company. Or if you want to start a sole proprietorship, Anna's LLC sole proprietorship. So you fill that out after you've decided what you want your entity to be. Most states, now this will cost you some money, you know, it's just the, the, what the government requires here. Everyone has to do it. You can save up for it um, and pay it with no problem. Most states, the articles of incorporation, I believe, cost around $125. That's just an investment everyone has to make. There's no getting around it. Um, just save your money. But right now, you've already got your logo, your name, your social media handles, your website for under $20. But you, got, you have to pay the government. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this, I can't help you. After you've filled out your paperwork for your articles of incorporation, you paid that and you've sent that in, then you'll have to apply uh, for your federal, um, your tax ID number with the IRS. So you'll do that after you've put in all your paperwork with the state. Depending on what type of business you are setting up, your state may have some additional requirements. So this is where your Google research really comes in. Or you pick up the phone and you call your local state and ask them, I'm starting a bagel company. I'm starting a t-shirt company. Which, what, what forms do I need to fill out? Is the articles of incorporations fine? Is that all I need? Or do I need to get a local business license from my county? 
So these are all things you're, you have to do your due, due diligence. And it's so easy to find out. Like the government wants you to start business businesses. So they make it super easy. They have a frequently asked questions page on their website and they have a phone number. You just call them and you ask them. You don't need to go to LegalZoom and get all this stuff written up. And for heaven's sake, do not start your trademark the minute you decide that you wanna start a business. We don't even know if Angie's Bagels is gonna be a thing, it's gonna be a hit. The trademark process is a very long process and it can be a very expensive process. Do not wrap your head around that. Just fill out your articles of incorporation, get your tax ID number, and start promoting your business after you're done. How trademarking works is once you can prove that you were the person or the entity to use this particular trademark first, you get first preference, right? So I'm not a lawyer, but I am a business person. So I can tell you from experience, you can be using a logo for 10 years. And if you can prove that you were using this logo for 10 years, this is your trademark. This is your logo. You don't have to rush in to getting the trademark without even having an established business. You can do that afterwards. Don't worry. Don't panic. So that's my advice in how to start a brand or a business with essentially less than $150, right? And you can do this in steps. You don't have to do everything, you know, sit down and do everything one time. And I think that's where a lot of people get frustrated. They feel like, oh, I got to do everything. I got to do my logo. I got to do my website. I got to, um, sign up for my articles of incorporation. I got to get my tax ID number. I got to get my trademark. No, you don't have to do all that. Just relax because when people get overwhelmed, that's when they procrastinate. Write it down. Monday, April 25th, I am going to start researching names for my business or my brand. Do that step first. Take your time. Let it flow, be calm, right? After you've established that, give yourself a timeline, a week, two weeks after you've done that. Okay, now that I have the name, I'm gonna move on to the logo. Give yourself 10 days to get the logo done. After you've done the logo, you're gonna go and secure your domain name or secure your domain name after you've gotten your name Securing the domain name takes literally 15 seconds to type it in GoDaddy. Secure your domain name. After you've secured your domain name, it'll take you um, less than an hour to sign up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, your handles, right? You've done that. So just write your little checklist out and I'll put the notes in the description of the order in which I, I think that you should start your brand or your business. 
and you just check a week, two weeks, one month, you're done, right? A month and a half, you're done. Okay, it's taken some time for me to save up $125 to get my articles of incorporation. All right, two months, I got my articles of incorporation. Then you file for your tax ID number. That takes up, that's a process, so however long that takes. And then you have all your documents. You make, you make sure that you do you due diligence with the state that you're in and you call their offices and say, this is the business that I'm going to start. What do I need other than my articles of incorporation and my tax ID? Then you fill that paperwork. While you're filling out these paperwork, I know that that government paperwork can sometimes be overwhelming. Take your time. Do not rush it. Even if you have to print it out and write it out, do that. But do not rush, do not get overwhelmed because the more you procrastinate, the longer it takes you to achieve your goals, right? So what you wanna do is just take your time and in no time, you'll be a full-fledged business owner. But I will tell you, Google is your best resource and you don't have to hire a bunch of people you don't have to have this mentality that i'm a boss i'm a boss you know i need to have people under me when you're starting a business you're everything when i started my business i was the marketing person the accountant the graphic artist the customer service person the logo placer i was everything so when you're starting your business, you need to have that mentality that I need to know every area of my business. Because if you're building it from the ground up, you need to know brick by brick how every brick is laid. That way, when you hire people, and you'll find this later, employees are people, and sometimes employees, they... They, make, they take shortcuts. But when you have built your business from the ground up brick by brick by brick, you know what the function that that employee is doing. You know how long it should take them. You know the resources they need because you have personally done the job. And that's the only way to build a successful business. And I can tell you from my experience, um, now that I have a hair care business and we, we have our manufacturing, I know every part of my business. I will mop the floors. I will take out the trash. I will respond to emails in the in the in the chat. I will pack orders. I I can create a shampoo. I can make a shampoo from start to finish. I can make a uh, gel from start to finish, and I know how long it takes. That process takes. So. Don't start a business with this mentality that I'm a boss, I'm a boss, I'm not supposed to do this, this is too, this is too good um, for me to do. No, nothing is too good for you to do when it's your business. You need to know how to do every single thing. So if you start your business with that mentality, you are going to be successful. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Taranique Show how to start your brand or build your business with zero dollars. 
If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the chat. Thank you so much for listening.